Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are the managing director of the Sibylla Masters Fund. You can learn more about that at masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Ann. What's on your mind today? Oh, what's on my mind today is finding the right VC. You know, as VCs, we get an awful lot of inbound requests to pitch decks. To Mm -hmm. review pitch decks, sometimes we get the pitch decks Mm -hmm. (laughs) before we ask for them. Anyway, many come with a direct request to take a phone meeting as well. Oh, yeah. But I noticed that very, very few such cold call requests are preceded by any research by the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. In other words, the entrepreneur has no idea why or whether we would have any interest in funding their startup. In particular, Masters Fund, because we fund diverse teams led by women. Mm -hmm. And how many of these cold emails do we get that have, all guys, you know, it's like, did they Mm -hmm. even look? I even changed the intro to my LinkedIn profile to make it abundantly clear. This is what (laughs) we do. (laughs) I'm thinking about it doesn't cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been thinking that it would be really great if we would help entrepreneurs to know how to find the right VC for them. It will save entrepreneurs and VCs a lot of wasted time. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I trash any unsolicited request that doesn't have a clear indication of why the, you know, writer, you know, that the writer knows who we are or what we do or how and what projects we fund. I mean, we're not exactly obtuse about it. You know, I haven't had the time anymore, frankly, the inclination to answer everyone. I try to be gracious and I try to do so anyway, but I'll admit the responses for me in those circumstances are pretty terse. I certainly don't have the time to train the entrepreneur on how to find the right VC for them in that moment. So let's do it here. Um, I think it'll also be informative, by the way, for emerging VCs also. You know, it's just um, we can help to set the bar for the VCs to look for those, you know, what they should look for in those inbound emails that they're going to receive, you know, and asking them to fund, of course. Uh, So this will help those emerging VCs, venture partners, and so on as well. They can focus more clearly on the markets, uh, on what they do, how, for whom, and so on, you know, to the general public. If you're a VC and, um, you know, you're not clear about the what, who, when, why and how much you're going to fund, right, then you have little to complain about when your inbox is loaded with hopeful entrepreneurs who are just taking a chance and sending you an email because they have no idea whether you'd be a good match. So for all parties, let's do this. Let's start with the research required by the entrepreneurs before that first conversation with the VC happens, huh? That's so such a good idea. Do your homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing to know you entrepreneurs out there, is that VCs spend a great deal of time formulating their investment thesis. Yes. As well as the stage of growth they will invest in, the industry sectors, and so on. So let's take a look at how VCs do that so you know what to look for in a VC you want to work with to scale your company. 
-hmm. At the top level, almost all venture firms have a mandate to work toward returning at a minimum roughly 3x in returns to their investors. We have already reviewed the costly overhead of running a VC firm in previous episodes, which means that VCs have substantively less capital to actually invest than they take in from their investors. Legal, accounting, management, and operations costs can run up to 30% of the invested capital in a small fund. Um, this sum can be charged to investors on top of whatever they invest in, or it could be taken from the invested capital. Either way, the investor needs an ROI on the full invested capital. The usual mm -hmm. and customary 80-20 process means that investors will see 80% of the returns. So you can easily see why a 10x return is needed to get a net 3x back to the investors. That said, this covers pretty much all VCs. What you want to determine is which VC you want to work with. Well, that's right. Yeah. So let's make the assumption that all VCs want to return about a 3x or more ROI to any investors. And of course, in these past um, shows, we've already talked about whether or not you're a good match for this kind of conventional VC work, right? Knowing that is really important. Now, assuming you've decided to go out for that kind of capital, you know, exchanging cash for equity, and you know that the deal is you're going to have to return this at least 10x and you can defend it and all of that good stuff, right? Then the question is the thesis itself. So a VC thesis covers the industry in which a venture capital firm is going to invest. Is it retail or e-tail or industrial management software? How about SaaS, battery technology, ARVR, blockchain, cryptocurrencies? That's different, right? Fintech, femtech, pharma, the list goes on and on and on find out which VCs funds are funding what you are doing. It's a massive waste of time to blast requests to play tennis with me, you know, to companies that only invest in synchronized swimming. You get the idea. Yeah, well, that's a fun analogy, <laughs> Jillian. But yeah. your point is made. Yeah. Second up, I'd say the mission and vision is is important. In our case, the, at the Master's Fund, we invest in, as I said before, in women-led diverse teams building better ways to live and work together. Unpacking that is easy. Don't pitch us if you have an all-male team. I'm I got to say that again. <laughs> if you are building the next Philip Morris, don't bother. We are not your VC. Take a look at the companies on the VC website. It will illuminate the companies they do invest in. If you see alignment, but not competitors, you put this VC on your shortlist. Absolutely. So now you're beginning to whittle down things. The first thing you're doing is building the list, right? It's kind of any VC that will fund in your industry. Right, and that you meet the mission and vision and goals type thing, right? And that, that's usually pretty clear on the VC website. These are not difficult things. You don't have to make, you know, phone calls to everyone to find those out. But um, on top of that, uh, let's you know, figure out what stage they're going to invest in. So you want to know a couple of things. First of all, you want to know whether or not it's going to be a series A or a seed or a series A or a series B, C, D, and so on. At what stage do they come in? how far do they take a company, right? A very small fund can really only go do seed and series A. 
then they've got to hand you off to the big guys because they don't have 100 million bucks to put in or 200 or 500 or a billion. And those raises do happen, especially if you're a scalable corporation, right? So knowing that, you have to figure out one is this VC funding at my stage? How far will this VC take me? And what happens to the companies they do fund at the later stages? This is a lot of research. Take a look at the companies they funded, at what stage they funded them, and then you get a much better idea of whether they're going to stay on your shortlist. Now we're talking about whittling down the list. Okay. Just as a Couple of quick notes for our listeners. Besides the um, there the VC firms' websites, mm-hmm. um, there's abundant information out there on things like um, uh, CB Insights. You know, there's just a lot of uh, we get a lot of feeds. Um, uh, yes, pitch book things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, even things like life. Forbes and Fortune and Financial Times, all Absolutely. of the financial yes. papers, certainly things like TechCrunch and so on, all of those kinds of news sources provide you this kind of stuff. This is a simple search engine search. This is Absolutely. not Absolutely. Yeah. It's not complicated. Yeah. So that's the top of the funnel land. Now what? And now comes deeper research on each selected VC who led the round. This is your potential champion. Time to get introduced to this person. Absolutely. So introductions. You could try and reach out through LinkedIn. Yeah. Or you can try to get someone you already know to make the introduction, but don't run cool on this. You want to explain to the introducing party why they and the VC should be excited to make this connection. If you ask me to introduce you to another VC, give me ammunition, your deck, a short one-liner, something you have in common with the VC outside of business, anything. Make it compelling. Ask support me with this introduction. Yes, absolutely. Don't ask me to do stuff and then just leave me hanging there because I have no interest unless I'm truly engaged. So make sure I'm engaged so I make that connection. Um, It should be noted, by the way, that you really only want to meet with the senior partners inside a VC firm. So what you're asking for is not an introduction to an analyst, right? The junior support team is not in a position to champion your deal through the decision makers group. It's the general partners and the venture partners. Those are the ones that bring in the deals. The general partners make the final decision. The venture partners tend to bring in the deals, champion them, lead the due diligence. These are your prime candidates. It's obviously harder to meet a GP than a VP. There are far fewer of them, right? And and tend to be the, the gatekeepers, tend to be stronger and so on on a GP. I get that. Not so much in the smaller funds, but certainly in the larger ones. So as we, you know, kind of pull that together, you want to make sure that you're getting to a venture partner at least, general partner at, you know, uh, the the highest level, if you will, and that these are people who will become your champion and take you right through to the close, to that final decision of funding. And with that, we have to take a break now for our sponsors. We'll be right back with some more insights into the world of venture capital on VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, 
and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, we opened the conversation about matching startups to the right VCs with how to do your homework and research potential VCs to pitch. Now let's talk about the questions you need to ask to the firms on your short list. I read an article by Alex Iscold some time ago and it still rings true. Alex heads up uh, 2048 Ventures and it has invested in more than 110 early stage startups. He counsels entrepreneurs to ask VCs 11 questions at the outset of the funding process. That seems like a lot, but you'll see when you get a no-go answer, it's okay to stop asking and move on. I'm going to put a link to that um, on LinkedIn so that you can see for yourself. So, VC. Uh, and tell everybody our LinkedIn page. They should just look for us under? Under our names. We are who we are on our LinkedIn Excellent. Page. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so folks, don't go out there looking for Master's Fund. Okay. No, <laughs> Look for no, our names, right? No, and yeah. Kennedy. And Jillian. Music. We're pretty yeah. easy to find, actually. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, right. <laughs> so, VCs, listen carefully. If you have not made clear the who, what, where, when, and how and why of your fund, these questions are for you, too. You can answer at least some of them on your website right now. That's true. Okay, then I'll take the first of Alex Iskold's 11 questions to illuminate the best VC for your company. Remember, we're focused on matching the right VC with the right company. So are you interested in potentially investing in my company? And if so, what are the next steps? So VCs, this is for you, right? Especially emerging ones, even some who have been out there for quite some time. Make clear your investment thesis, the industries you serve, the stage of funding you're interested, you know, when you're interested in becoming involved, all of those things. Don't feel shy about posting a reasonable range of check sizes you've written in the past. If you're growing and you're going to write larger checks now, well, then note that your fund is interested in, I don't know, larger engagement with later stage companies or some similar language, right? And you give away no secret sauce if you clearly lay out what entrepreneurs should expect 
expect when they engage with you. Putting that process in writing will actually help you and your team to be more focused and efficient as well. You know, avoid this lack of inf uh, information or obfuscation. I love that word yeah. because it means literally to confound unnecessarily, right? That is right. that word, right? <laughs> anyway, it's not becoming neither on your website or in anywhere else. So, it's so true. <laughs> okay, I'll take question two. What is your investment process and how long does it take? Jillian, I really agree with your counsel to just be straightforward about question number one. And the same goes for question number two. There's no excuse for not getting this info into the hands of entrepreneurs via your website or by a shareable document that can be sent to any inbound email. Be straightforward. Mm -hmm. It will save you and the entrepreneurs tons of time. More in that same vein would be question number three. What is your check size? Provide a range. Don't string entrepreneurs along, allowing them to prepare all manner of persuasive materials and pitches only to hear you say, oh, you're too early or too small. We fund companies raising 10 million or more. Yeah, if only they got that much info. You're too early is the classic thing. Come back with more of this, that, the next thing. It's just a polite way of saying no. How about entrepreneurs, you just ask the VCs to say yes or no, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. Anyway, you do want to find out why, but the why is often, I don't know, specious. So question number four is the first question that really requires a personal answer. It's not something that you as a VC are going to pop on your website. How many more investments are you planning to make this year? This is a very reasonable question. At the same time, emerging managers, you know, this is your heads up to plan ahead. If you have a budget based on the capital that you have in hand, then follow on capital you need to hold aside. That's the dry powder, you know, to keep your current portfolio growing. And what you've invested in to date, then you know or you should know how many investments you'll make before the end of the year. Don't be coy, just say so. You're going to save yourself and the entrepreneur an awful lot of time. So true. Question number five also requires a personal answer. Question number five is, who else needs to be involved to make the decision to invest? Once you've agreed that the entrepreneur has an interesting project worthy of sharing with your partners, it is not at all unreasonable to share with that entrepreneur just who else they will meet and deal with at your VC leadership level. This helps the entrepreneur do their own research because, you know, they want to understand the interests, expertise, and experience, as well as the communication style of the very people uh, you'd like to introduce them to. Question number six, what is the last company you backed and why? Okay, this should be self-evident, but it's often overlooked. The answer to this question will tell you several things you need to know. Do they invest in your industry, often referred to as a vertical? No point pitching a VC firm that doesn't, which we keep telling people. Yeah. <laughs> Second, uh, has it been quite a while since they made an investment? Or maybe they have money they need to invest. Or are they close to maxing out their um, investments? 
Absolutely. It, it illuminates a lot and, um, and it's worth a longer conversation than just having researched that up front. So uh, the why in the question matters too. Uh, hearing the answer is going to give you some insight into what interests this particular VC. Fundraising is building relationships. Discovering mutual interests helps just as in any relationship. So next one up is number seven. Have you invested in a competitor or are you considering doing so? Well, it's well known that VCs will sometimes take a meeting with a startup entrepreneur as part of due diligence on another potential venture. It's good to know that, right? Yeah, Up front. Yeah, so be straightforward about asking. I've also heard that VCs um, ask some of their portfolio company CEOs to go have a beer with the CEO of a potential portfolio company. And that seems like a really good idea. So off you go and you have dinner with this other guy, right? And you ask them all about working with that VC. It's really good. But sometimes the purpose of that meeting is simply to learn more about the space rather than an intention to invest. So it's really good to just ask the straightforward question. And VCs, if you're looking at the space, and this translates to, you know, I am looking at you and your competitors and I want to make an investment in this industry, well, that's perfectly fine. Just be straight about it and entrepreneurs, how you phrase that question is also important. You might have a, you know, want to have a good relationship with this future VC, don't you think? So ask instead maybe, is my company the only company you're considering in this vertical industry, whatever? Or are you looking at others as well? I just want to know how far along you are in your decision-making process. Reveal what's really going on. A little less subterfuge, a little more uh, transparency. Yeah, what, what, down with opacity? Isn't that yeah, what we're go. all about here at VC Confidential? <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> I'll take number eight, which is, okay. what are your concerns about our business? Now, the answer to this will tell you a lot about whether you are on your way to a good fit. If the concerns raised by the VC you are talking with are relevant and perhaps even instructive for you, as in ones you might not have thought of yet, that's great. If not it's likely they don't understand your space. We have mm -hmm. seen this happen more than once to uh, women founders pitching men VCs, particularly for things like femtech. Yeah. Such as Joy Lux, whose founder was told, my wife doesn't have that problem. The problem Joy Lux solves is urinary leakage for women. And as you often say, Jillian, their wives are not telling them, but just look at the Kimberly Clark sales. <laughs> that would be true. Yes, but, uh, but it's illuminating. What you're really saying is, do they have expertise? And you want to be able to uh, know that they can clearly help you post-funding. So that's good. Um, and that brings me to the next one, number nine. What's your follow-on strategy? So entrepreneurs, you want to know what kind of dry powder the VC is holding back for future investments in your company. I don't know that you're going to get a completely straight answer because they don't exactly have one. But it's important because having your VC add money in your next round is a clear signal that your VC believes your company is going to have a happy exit, you know, doubling down, they sometimes call it. It's important that they follow on. If they don't, then that's also a signal that either they're out of money or your company isn't going anywhere. So with VCs, 
I took this venture deals class put on by Techstars recently. I heard Brad Fell describe follow-on investment capital as being one of the biggest secrets of VCs. Somehow no one talks about the capital they hold back to invest on the follow-on rounds. I'm not sure that silence on the subject and the follow-on capital, you know, the VC's intention to invest in follow-on rounds is still quite so prevalent. Certainly, there's been a lot of talk about VCs using that dry powder to support their current portfolios during the COVID-19 crisis. So maybe that's a little less so. But it would not hurt to be more forthcoming about the specifics of what you require of a company in order for that company to earn some of the capital investment that you're holding back for that very purpose. Having goals helps entrepreneurs and everybody else on the planet meet and exceed them. It's really hard to hit a target if you don't know what it is. So now is a really good time, uh, VCs, for you to share that information. Absolutely. Now we have to take another break for our sponsors and we've still got two more questions, number 10 mm -hmm. and 11, and they are important. So uh, we're going to take a break for the sponsors. You are listening to VC Confidential and we will be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. We are so glad you joined us. In the last segment, we got to talking about what you need to ask VCs as you search for a perfect fit for your startup. Um, Jillian, we still had a number 10 and 11, and I mm -hmm. do not want to overlook them because they are really, really important ones. So well, let's finish them up in the time we've got left. I will take number 10. Okay. Number 10 question, according to Alex Isold is called of uh, 2048 Ventures. How do you help the companies you back? All right, this is a nuanced question. Entrepreneurs 
you might want to be specific in what you ask here. And VCs, this would make a good blog post on your website, a case study of how you helped one of your portfolio companies, which has already uh, brought you excellent returns to succeed wildly. Um, i.e. this is a past portfolio company we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, some more specific <clears throat> questions to consider might include, I assume you will take a board seat. Some board members are passive, others are active. Are you an active board member? Can I count on you to help me formulate and select optim optimal strategic paths for my company? Or you describe your firm as being actively engaged in your portfolio. Do you make introductions to potential customers? I know I'm gonna need a CTO who can take the role when the company begins to scale the product and expands our platform. Will you be able to introduce me to potential candidates that you know can do that job and do it well? Or do you have a preferred suite of business support providers, attorneys, accountants, tax specialists, HR management, or others? And if you do, do your portfolio companies all use these resources and are they price advantaged? Meaning, you know, it is a, a, you buy in bulk, you get a good discount, right? Yeah, bulk, and sometimes discount. VCs use that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it happens. It really does. <laughs> or make it a generic and open ended question. There are many ways to help your portfolio companies. How do you help your portfolio companies? What have you found that is the most valuable support you provide to them? The one or few things that really help your portfolio companies to achieve very strong exits. And then, of course, listen carefully to the answer. Yes, yeah, that actually is extremely illuminating. That last one's kind of open-ended, but at the same time, you can help to push it along and really learn something about how this VC does business. So number 11, who are some of the founders that you've backed that I can talk to? Right? You want to do a little bit of uh, research on the other end, right? Now, you absolutely want to get out on the network and talk to other CEOs funded by the VCs you're contemplating. Um, and here's why. According to Jason Steets of Techstars, a reputation is everything in this industry, he says. Don't be afraid to scout it and find out if it's real. Second, find out how your potential VC is likely to react when things get tough. Right? Will they be frustrated, disruptive? Do they throw up their hands? Are they known for rolling up their sleeves and helping even more through the rough patches? You know, wouldn't you rather have a VC backing you that really has your back? On a side note, if you're talking to a VC who prefers not to connect you to the funded CEO, well, that is telling in itself if they don't want you talking to others. Uh, some VC firms kind of proactively get their CEOs together, creating these CEO groups that will um, you know, help them to solve problems in and among themselves and to share their wisdom and so on. Those might be a better fit for you, or maybe you're really a solo kind of guy and you just don't want to uh, engage that way. Whichever way it is, you know, summing it up, I'd say entrepreneurs before you accept any term sheets or investments, it's really prudent to know as much as possible about the VC you'll be working with. Make sure that you and your VC are in alignment in how you think about your company and its future and perhaps things outside your company. Um, this uh, Techstars class I took called Venture Deals, a uh, number of times people have pointed out, you will spend more time with your venture capitalists 
right, in terms of length of years, right, than the average marriage of an entrepreneur. In other words, that's, your relationship pretty... lasts longer, right? That's scary, yeah. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's it's as deeply meaningful in a good way. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so the questions we've just covered are going to give you a pretty good start on this. Um, yeah. yeah. And before we, we wrap up here, because once again, we're down to just a couple of minutes, um, let's do a fast sum up. Yes. So before you even make a hello, do your research. You want to find out what your short list looks like. And your short list is comprised of venture capital firms where you meet the mission, goals, and vision part, right? That's easy. It's usually right there on the homepage of their site. If not, it's on their about page. The second thing, or maybe their history page, right? The second thing is to find out whether they fund your industry, Right. So in terms of the mission, vision, goals, it's like we have uh, we, we fund women uh, led uh, diverse teams. Right. So if you don't match, don't bother. Right. The second one is about the industry. Are you building something in pharma or in med tech and uh, they fund things in SAS? Don't bother. OK. As you build the, the list further, uh, things that go on to it would be those that fund in your time zone. Right. In other words, are you at Series A? Well, don't be trying to fund in uh, Series C. Right. So let's make sure that they fund at the correct stage. Once you have built the list, then you start whittling it down. And then when you whittle it down, you're looking for someone inside the firm who has championed a deal in perhaps a similar company or phase one of what you are building phase two of, right? And that's your champion. That's the person where you say, ah, oh, you've already seen a very good exit out of this company and we're building the next phase. We'd like you to come take a look at us. Boy, that is a real tight connection. Now, once you're into that firm, you want to ask an awful lot of questions. And these 11 questions by Iskol are an excellent way to start. Yep. Right. So we'd encourage you to head over to that LinkedIn page, find the link, and you can go check it out on your own or listen to this podcast again. You bet. And that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas on the inner workings of this shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. Opacity is down with opacity. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who agreed to take a chance on our new show, VC Confidential. You can listen to future shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You will also find all of our CEO Coach podcasts there as well. I'm Mann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. You can find out more about us at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.